0: If you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for. We're going to take a special little minute to do a little shout out to Mr. Bobby. So, on three, we're going to say, "Good morning, Mr. Bobby." How's that sound? One, two, three. Good morning, Mr. Bobby. Woo! I love it. So, yeah, we got you in our prayers. Uh, we know you're watching, and we're lifting you up. And we are going to tune into the message. Now, how many people have been praying about the service this week? I appreciate both of you. How many people? How many people going to start praying right now for the service? Ooh, I get them every week, though. Next week they're gonna say I was ready, Pastor. I was ready. But I tell you what, I appreciate that. I tell you what a what a week we had. It's been good. Uh, it's good to be in a new location, and it's good to be able to share so much. I want to remind folks that you know, share the message through Facebook and things like that. We've been really reaching out around the globe. Um, Pastor Nick and company, uh, our two sister churches over in the Philippines, are doing a great work for the Lord, and it would not be happening without your giving and praying and going. So we appreciate all you do. How many people are ready for an encouraging word in the Lord? Wait a minute. Me? How about that? Because I tell you every week I'm preaching to me first. And you know, I want to share a little bit. And I want to start out with the statement. And I I tell you, Miss Tanya does a great job taking all my little chicken scratch and turning it into so much more. And this is great right here. So look at this. In over my head. Has anybody ever heard that? Has anybody ever said that? I am in over my head. Yes. Many times, many times we we feel like that. And so with that statement, when you think about that in your life, how how does that make you feel a little overwhelmed at times? When you know, man, this is bigger than me. Well, guess what? Life is bigger than us, but it's not bigger than God. Amen. So I started thinking about that through the week and and all week. I said, Lord, what are we going to teach? Oh, man, I was studying over here and studying over there. But God's just like, just be patient. Just be patient. And so, you know, how many know that we end up living these messages out, right? We end up living them out. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. You know, sometimes people do a series, and that's fine. Uh, sometimes we do things like that. But I, I really like to get the best pulse rate on our church family and hear from the Lord. I'm seeking the Lord, and I know you guys are praying about, Lord, what is the message for today? What is the message for our congregation and the folks that we are going to meet, uh, you know, online and thing? What is it today? So I want you to know, I, I just don't just grab anything and run with it, man. I am seeking the Lord because you know what? He's the best teacher. And I like like Tanya said, hide him behind the cross, and that's what I, I pray. But sometimes we get a little overwhelmed in life, amen? Can I get amen there? Amen. I thought y'all said you are going to help me preach a little bit today. Can I get amen? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. There we go. And sometimes it might be a time of testing and different things like that. But, you know, because of difficult times doesn't mean, you know, that it's, it's got to be all bad. Through difficult times, we get to see the fingerprints of God's grace so amazing many times. And, and that's what I look at. I was like, man, Lord, you know, through the tough times, you're still God. Through the tough times, I know I can rely on you. Anybody got time for a story? I got you now. Lock the door. Lock the door, Lynn. We got them. So this week, man, I tell you what. I, you know, they tried to warn me. Folks tried to warn me about being a grandparent. Y'all didn't tell me all that. I love it, man. I mean, I love being a dad, but I'm going to tell you what, granddaddy is good. Pawpaw is loving it. So, you know, when, when Addie was like uh, a week old, I said, I want to buy a wagon. <laughs> Denise is like, we don't need a wagon. She, you know, she's, she's not even teething or anything. I said, we need a wagon. I saw this cool wagon at Costco. I mean, wagons have come a long way, guys. If you had not seen it, I mean, this thing is awesome, right? So she pushed me off for a little bit now. Six and a half months. Said, We're at six and a half months now. Pawpaw ain't asking nobody else. Ball is going to get the wagon. And I'm looking and all this, and I find one online, and I said, man, that's going to be a week, man. I'm just like a kid, man. I said, a week? I need to be pulling my baby now, right? So anyway, I found Target had one. Had one left on the shelf. I leave work. I'm going to Target. And, I'm go- and see, I usually leave work and go straight to my mama's house, right? Well, about halfway there, the Lord said, did you check on your mama? I said, I just talked to my mom about an hour ago. And I called my mom. I said, hey, mom, what's going on? Oh, it's been a rough day. I'm thinking, how can it be a rough day? I just talked to you an hour ago. Everything was lovey dovey. (laughs) And then I got in over my head. I'll tell you right now, she's okay. But right then, when I'm driving, she said, I fell. See, when your mama is 90 years old and she falls, it's like the record going. I said, You fell? Yeah. I said, Well, where did you fall? So I was checking the mail. I turned around I went down. I just feel stupid. I said, Mom, don't feel stupid. I fall I ain't even 90 years old. I said, what are you doing now? She said, I'm sitting on the floor talking to you. <laughs> y'all, got, y'all got to know my mom. I said, where's Susie? She said, Susie's right here. My mom's got a little dog about this big. Faithful companion. I said, well, I'll be there. I'm, I'm coming right now. Okay. I said, well, don't hang up. I'm talking, talking. Hit every red light. In over my head, man. I'll get there. Come around. I said, okay, mom, I'm here. She's sitting down. I said, what's going on, Ruthie? She said, I don't know. I said, are you hurt? Did you hit your head? Did you do any of this? I get her up, put her in a chair, everything. I said, y'all right? She said, yeah. I said, grab my fingers. Now I'm not a nurse or a medic, but I'm, I I've been through the protocol on a couple things. So she grabs my fingers, she squeezes. I said, oh, easy. She said, squeeze them. I said, well, that's good. I said, stick your tongue out. She said, I'm not sticking my tongue out. I'm looking for a stroke, right? I'm she said, Stick her tongue out. I said, well. I said, smile. I said, okay, we're all right. I figured we got past that, you know. I said, what's going on? She said, my, my knee hurts. I said, look at that. Move that thing. I said, that's good. Anything else? Everything good? I take her blood pressure. Good. I take my blood pressure. Woo! <laughs> my blood pressure is pegged down. I said, like, that ain't good. She said, you need to just settle down. It's all right. I'm okay. I said, you want something to eat? I'm going to fix something to eat and all that. And, and everything's, everything's settled down. I stay for a little while. And I check in and see what's going on. And I go back and I get that wagon. Got that wagon. Put the wagon together and everything else. And we have a good time. Call the mom, her. You don't need to call me every 10 minutes. I said, okay, mom. I'll just make sure you're good. Well, the next day, I tell the girls to watch my mom and everything, and I said, take a a good look. And they send me a picture of my mother's arm, and it's got a bruise on it this big. I'm going, what did I miss? I mean, I'm checking everything. But see, I'm not a doctor. But she wasn't in pain, and she wasn't bleeding. She was smiling under under duress. She said, that that ain't nothing. Don't worry about that. She said, my skin's old, but I, I feel all right. You know, and so when I look at that, I'm like, man, Lord, I can't be there all the time. The girls can't be there all the time. But, Lord, I know you're there all the time. Amen. And so I thank God for looking over our loved ones, looking over my mama, looking over Mr. Bobby, and, and so many that we keep lifted up because he is large and in charge. And that really today, as I start working through the message, I, I start sharing a few things. And I said, man, you know, I can get in over my head real fast. But the question is, where do you go when you get in over your head? If you've got your Bibles with you today, we're going to walk through Psalm 121 and we're going to pull a few things out from that. So I want to read that and, and we'll get started right there. So I'm going to go ahead and flip on over. And like I said, if you don't have your Bibles, we usually try to keep everything right here. But uh, I want to share it with you. So here we go. Verse 1. It says, I look to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel, never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you, and you come and go, as you come and go, both now and now and forever. <laughs> I apologize for stumbling through that because as I was reading that I go why does this song my brain is ticking when I'm preaching I'm like, why does this song seem so familiar I mean I've read it before I've preached on it before and the Lord said that's what you preached at your uncle's funeral. One of the first funerals that I ever did was my uncle and you talk about terrified. Man See, when you first get ordained and you're doing a few things, you you don't know nothing, right? I'm still learning every day. But since you're the preacher in the family, guess what? You get all the weddings. You get get everything. So we get there, and I I just thought about this, and I'm going, I I, I read that so many times. I was at the motel. I I was preaching to the toilet. I was back over here. I was in the kitchen. I was talking to the microwave. I was thinking, oh, man. So I get there. And they tell me, you know, my, my uh, uncle served in the, in the armed forces. And, and, man, let me tell you, I appreciate everybody. If you're listening, I'm serious about it. I appreciate everybody that serves. And so where they had, that, they had a military-style funeral. And the guy told me, he said, uh, are you the pastor? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be doing that. He says, I just want to let you know something. He says, you've got five minutes, and we're going to bring another one in. I said, five minutes? Man served his country. You give him five minutes. He said, the next one coming in in five minutes. Good thing I talk fast, isn't it? I think God supernaturally stretched that time because you know he couldn't boot me out, right? He wanted to. He's like, (laughs) and I'm still talking about Jesus, boy. I'm still talking about Jesus. But you know what? That's what I say when we look at this here. I know, you know what? There's a lot of things going on in our life and things change in an instant and we can be in over our head. I was in over my head, but guess what? I was in the best place to be because I was relying on the Lord. Today, if you feel like I am in over my head, That's not a bad place to be when you know Jesus, amen? So I want to share a little bit more. A little backstory on this. The psalmist is writing this, and what they're doing, they're, they're going through the mountains, going back to um, uh, Jerusalem, and they're anticipating this great journey. Just picture the people coming back into Jerusalem. And, man, you know, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. Matter of fact, I was looking at all my study and everything. And they said, man, this is a, a rough route, and it's filled with anxiety. This journey, they're coming back in, going back to Jerusalem. It's, it's life for them. They're coming back in, and it's filled with anxiety. There's a lot of stuff going on. Sounds like our life, doesn't it? See, the Lord starts showing me the parallel that, that you know, even though they were going through and, and, and working back to go back to Jerusalem, you know, it's just like us going through our day. It's us going through this life. There's a lot of things going on, and things can change in an instant with one phone call, with one test, with different things like that. But you start seeing the parallel, and you look at how they wrote in here who they were looking to and I tell you what that's what we're going to do today we're going to keep our eyes on the Lord so with that being said if you got your notes get ready baby we got some good stuff to share with you this week okay so the Lord was showing me when I broke this down I went to verse one and this is what he said I look to the mountains does my help come from there no you know what it comes from the Lord See, we can look, when I'm looking at this, when I'm thinking about looking to the mountains, where, does your, where do you look at when there's trouble in your life? When the world mounts up with trouble and things are going on and you're in over your head, where do you look at? See, those mountains, right? That could be just like us with money and position and stuff like that. We're going to talk about that. And I, I think I'll just jump right on there. See, sometimes we look to ourselves. You know, I, I, I'm speaking to anybody, sometimes we just look to ourselves, you know, what happens in life when it's bigger than you? When it's bigger than you? I found out real fast that I can make more problems than I can fix. Yeah. Now, at 18 to like 25, I didn't realize that, but I don't know about 25 when I was paying for everything, I could make a whole lot more than I wanted to deal with. How about you? Oh, man, it's amazing. It's amazing. So if you got kids now and the things are running through a test, just think about 25, make it a 25, 26. I'm going to start seeing some return on my, on my value, right? You know, I'm just teasing. They're blessing all the way, all the time. But you know, like I said, I can get myself into so much more than I can never get out. We think that a lot of time it's about our possessions, you know? You get in a tough time, you say, well, you know what, I'll just, I'll just buy a new one. I remember when Jesse was little, we wanted to do some shopping and stuff, and I'm trying to teach the guys about money, and I probably shared this from time to time. And I said, Jesse, you know, that's a lot of money, man. He said, this is no problem. <laughs> really? Tell, enlighten me. He said, all you got to do is go through the ATM machine. We're right down the road. All you got to do is go through the ATM machine. Now, since I'm thinking about that, son, let me have your ATM card. And I want to go right by there where we leave. <laughs> He said, I'm 19. I learned that trick already, man. You ain't getting that thing. But, you know, we think about our possessions, and we think, oh, you know, I can get a new one. I can, I can fix this and all that. I got a news flash. How many people was here last week? Victory in Jesus. Man, I fixed the dishwasher. <laughs> Woo! After four and a half times, I got the right part, baby. That's it. I have a picture of it. Maybe I'll bring it next week. I'll tell you what. That was good. I did. Praise God I was in over my head (laughs) Oh man, for you guys that don't know what we're talking about You tuned in last week But uh, man, I'm not kidding I got that thing, I got it all snapped in there and everything And I said, Lord, I need this to work Lord, I'm looking to you And I got in there and went, whoosh, 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 whoosh You know, and I tried not to get puffed up But I didn't do too good I said, uh, babe Just want to let you know, uh, if you want to look over here, (laughs) I fixed it. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Kevin said, she ain't going to use it now. It's a danger zone. Well, I was like, well, I just want you to know that over here, that is fixed. She said, you all right? I said, I fixed it. I fixed it. And she she let me just have my little moment there because it probably cost, the part was like five bucks, cost us 60, but it's all right. I'm still going to mail it back. But anyway, sometimes it's real fast to get in over your head. You know, you think, oh, it ain't nothing to it. I looked in there, clicked the button. Oh, that's what I need. I got it. That wasn't what I need. And so I was so excited about it, I got what I didn't need like two or three times, ordered the wrong part over and over and over, over and over, over. But I got her now. See, with my possessions, I thought, well, it ain't no big deal. I'll just click another button. They'll send me something new. It's no big deal. Maybe I don't need to pray about it. I don't know exactly on the first two or three times that I was praying about it, but I can tell you on the fifth time I was praying about it and God gets the victory, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. He'll get you on through. So when I think about, you know, going through life and I think about our possessions, man, all my possessions will not take away my sin. All my possessions, my 401K, you know, whatever we, we say that we're relying on, will not raise me from the dead. It took Jesus Christ coming as flesh, pouring his blood out, dying on the cross and rising on the third day. Somebody say amen. See, that's why we do what we do. We need to look to Jesus. Hey, whether it's something like your dishwasher or whether it's something like we need a miracle or whatever it is, God is willing and God is able. And what I think is when he he allows us to get out of our comfort zone. You know, prior to this message, I didn't like getting out of my comfort zone. How many people like getting out of the comfort zone? Right? You get in over your head. But now I say, well, you know what? That's probably the best place for me to be because then I have to rely on him. That's That's not a bad place. He's faithful, right? Sometimes we rely on position, right? Who you know? Where you at in the food chain, so to speak, you know? What's going on? This is what I got. This is what's going on. I'm the boss. Well, I don't know about, about you guys, but my dad told me something a long time ago. He said, son, you never demand respect, you earn respect. And I thought about that when I've worked with people and worked for people and had an opportunity to oversee a few things. I could still hear him say, you don't demand respect, you earn respect. And if you earn respect and you're open to things, people will follow. Man, we need to be looking to the Lord and following Jesus. But you know what? God will use our life to be pointing to Jesus, the way we do things, the way we respond to things, you know, and, and that's what I see there. You know, it's not the mountains. It's not anything like that. It's this. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. That's the deal. As I went through that song, the Lord just unpacked it even more and more and more. It's, it's not about, you know, your position does not impress God. You know, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't care how many uh, frequent shopper points you got. He doesn't care about your degree and all those different things, and and I'm not shouting that down. I'm just telling you, God wants our heart. God wants our obedience. God wants us to serve him and represent him well. And so you know what? That takes a whole different turn, a whole different turn. I talked to somebody yesterday. They were talking about they were on a business trip, and they were working for another company. And um, so they went, and somebody went and said to them, and they said, hey, look, um, can I get your business card? And that person went over and said, "Uh, look, hey, I'm working for your company today. They'd like my business card. Would that be okay? And they go, sure, no problem. See, something that small, you think, what's the big deal? And then somebody came up to my friend and said, you don't see that anymore. And they said, what do you mean? Integrity. See, because that guy knew, hey, look, you were employed by these people And you wanted to make sure that you did the right thing by those people in order to move on. So the guy sitting on the sideline, I guarantee you this, if I got to do business with somebody, that's who I want to do business with. Because I say, you know what? Even in the small things, God wants to show us so much more. God wants to to work through us. But you know what? You don't do that looking at yourself. You do that looking at the Lord. Amen. Everybody good in here? I love having that control there. (laughs) I'm looking at you. I'm watching everybody. But I'm going to tell you what. So much more that we could get in our life and through our life if we continue to look to the Lord. Everybody doing good? See, the psalmist realized that it wasn't just, just the mountains and things. It was the creator of the universe that he was looking to. The one that can take care of all that. You know, I don't know a whole lot about science and everything else, but I'm pretty sure somebody can help me with this. But I think they say if the, if the earth goes a little too fast or a little too slow or turns a little bit this way, a little bit this way, we either freeze or burn up or all that stuff. I get, Man, it's amazing how lucky we are, right? No, it's amazing how good God is. Now, that same God that I'm talking about is the one that we can call on for anything, yes. at any time. Amen. And you know what? Even when things don't work the way that we want in this time frame, we've got the big picture because we've got the big promise because we've got a big God that's going to see us through. Amen. And it's tough sometimes when things don't go the way we want. I didn't want my mama to fall. I pray over my mom, but things happen, right? But guess what I know? I know this. No matter when she Falls, Takes her last breath or whatever I know my mama knows the Lord Amen. And let me tell you something When my mom got saved She got on the phone and told everybody You know I'll never forget I probably told some of you guys I had been walking with the Lord a little bit My dad got saved My mom knew about the Lord But see sometimes it's that last step It's that You know you, you know when, you, when I was putting that wagon together I put the wheels on it And lifted it up and the wheel fell off And Denise said what are you doing I said I'm just checking it And I put it back in there and it went Click See, sometimes it takes that last little click for us to step out in our faith, right? And so, you know what? My mom was watching a a program on TV, and they said, look, this is what it comes down to. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? You know what? Have you called on the name of Jesus and turned from your sin and asked the Lord to forgive you? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? The gospel message was unfolding, and my mom was watching that. And the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, got a hold of her, her heart. And my mom never calls me. Even back then, this was a long time ago, my mom called me. See, when mom calls you, now that's just with me because my mom doesn't call me. I don't even say hey. I had to say, what's wrong? (laughs) I did. I I remember this phone call. I said, what's wrong? She said, nothing. She said, I was watching TV. I want to talk to you. I said, okay, what's going on? She said, the man on the TV told me through God's word, through the Bible, if I call on the name of Jesus and I ask him in my life, and I turn from my sin and I recognize he's the son of God, that I'm saved. And the man on the TV told me this. See, people get knocked the television evangelism. Well, guess what? My mom got saved on it. All right? Yeah, amen. Many. And she said, I'm just calling you because I want to tell somebody the good news. Come on, man. And let's give the Lord a hand clap. That's years ago, but it's still turning in my heart because you know what? The man wasn't pointing to him. He wasn't pointing to the money. He wasn't pointing to yourself. He wasn't pointing to the the, uh, possessions. He wasn't pointing to the position. He was pointing to the Lord. And see, when we lift the Lord up, Holy Spirit will start working in that thing, start turning in that thing, start drawing people to there, and, and things like that. i got to tell you something, man. Jeff blessed me today. He went to the uh, meeting last week Friday. And one part of my testimony I've shared many times about when I first went to church, they had had a big check made out, and, and you know, just a little illustration. And it said, pay to the order of, you can put your name in there, right, and the sum of eternal life signed and read by Jesus Christ basically it's just they said look you know what it's already bought and paid for you cash it by faith now I've told that story many times that was my story but you know what it could be your story and Jeff come over today he said man he said man do you know how many times I told that story this week I said I don't know he said at least a dozen He said, I see people wanting to play the lottery and everything. He said, do you, you like to hit the lottery? They said, yes, I would. He said, you already hit it. You hit it more than that. You just don't know it. <laughs> see, is that something? He's out there sharing. He said, all you got to do is cash in, maybe by faith but what Jesus has done. See, I, out of all the stuff I was preaching, I didn't think that would be the piece of the pie that, that, that sparked somebody. So you know what? God will take that. Brother, I appreciate you sharing that. That's ultimately made God moving in those things. But see, if you take where people are and you love them right where they are, you'll start to see that God will move right there. Amen. How many people had to clean up to come to the Lord? It don't work that way. Right. How many people had to give up to come to the Lord? Amen. We had to give up our ways and go with his ways, right? That's how good God is. He's amazing, and he loves us so much that he continues to work in our lives. Everybody doing good so far? Well, guess what? Guess what else we get to do? We got to see how the Lord watches over us. Verse 3. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Hey, when they were out and they were going through that desert, they needed some protection. They needed some protection, and they needed to look around and say, man, what is it, God? How are you going to do this? And they said, look, you are, my, you are my safe place. God watches over us. God watches over us all the time. So I look at this. I said, you know, the Lord's eye is upon your situation. I want to say that again. I know that we got some big situations going on in our life. Life is a big situation. But it's not too big for God, amen. amen? You say, but you don't know it's about my marriage. God's able. But you don't know it's about my kids. And you don't know it's about my doctor report. You don't know it's about my mom. It's about my dad. You don't know it's about my job. know, God does. Amen. God does. So, so I want to encourage you that I never minimize what anybody's going through. But I'm going to maximize every chance I can. But you know what? God watches over us. The Lord watches us. He's that safe place. Morning, noon, night. We need to make it personal. I said, the Lord keeps us on course. He does not drift or, 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 or drift off in sleep, or he, continue, he always continues to watch over us. I said, the Lord makes it personal. He's our protector and more, and we have a constant guard over us day and night. Man. How many people pray over the kids before they leave, get on that school bus many times? Throughout the day, different things like that. That hedge of protection, speaking it into existence, man, standing on that and saying, God, I know that you watch over them. And I'm going to tell you what, when we realize that, does it give you some peace? And that doesn't mean that, that, you know, that your mama doesn't fall. But God was watching over her. Amen. Maybe God's got little Susie beside there and and keeping her company. That nudge when I'm going thinking about getting that wagon, I had already talked to mom. Check the box. Mom's good. Things change. For the time I went probably 20 minutes or to an hour, things had already changed. Things change in an instant. But God is good all the time. Didn't we just sing about that? God is good all the time. I want to encourage you guys with that. So look at this. He's our safe place. I was looking today and I said, man, you know, we could take refuge in him. And I want to park here for a minute and, and just talk a little bit. And and so many things that the Lord just showed me this week, I hope I could cram them in here. I said, you know, this is what the Lord's been showing me. Most everyone in the Bible had been in a place, they were over over their head. Mm -hmm. Think about this. I was back there yesterday praying and writing, praying and writing, praying and writing. That's what the Lord showed me. I wrote it down here so I won't mess it up. I wanted to get it as fresh as I could. I said, Moses started out over his head. He got sent down a river in a picnic basket. As a baby, a little mini ark. I'd say that's over your head when you're a little kid. But God was watching. God was bringing him into the right place to to tug on the heartstrings of Pharaoh's daughter and raise him in a place where he could learn leadership and put him in a place that he would use him mightily as time went by to set his people free. God was watching. You say, oh, well, God's only watching for the good stuff. No, no, no. God was watching when, when he killed that man but God continued to use him as he turned from that and turned back to God. And the reason I bring that up is we think, buddy, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've been into. You don't don't know what I'm struggling with. Let me tell you what, God watches and God knows and his grace is still available to you. He shed his blood not because you were perfect, because you needed it. How about that? You needed it. I'm gonna say it again. Your money, our money, anybody's money the government cannot take away your sin but jesus can and jesus did will you grab a hold of that today he's our safe place i went on and thought about it a little bit more and the lord was just like downloading all this into, into, into my heart look at this i'd say Jesus' mother mary there she was in a little over her head, wouldn't you but god used her what about this I think Abraham and Sarah, 99 and 100 years old, having a child, I think they was way over their head. Yeah. Amen? Woo! I'm not thinking about buying a wagon at 100 years old. You know? I'm like, no, you go, hey, get on her back. I don't know. But God was watching. Look at this. What about Noah? Now, I didn't know this for years and years and years. we It had never rained before. Now, they already think the guy's crazy building this big boat and everything else. And he said, it's going to rain. He's going to say, it's going to what? It's going to do what? See, before, the way the Lord uh, dealt with things and, and handled the plants and stuff, it, the dew would come up from the ground. He's telling them, it's coming. You know what? People look at you now and he said, Jesus is coming back. And they go, yeah, I'll get back with you. No, the Lord's coming back. Amen. And he's coming back for his church. He's coming back for the bride of Christ. That's us. That's the believers. That's me and you that have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you going to be ready? Are you watching? Are you going to be sharing the gospel? You want to take everybody you can with you? And and, and it's nothing that we can do other than to point them to Jesus. Amen. But that's our job. That's our call. Yeah. You say, man, I'm just in over my head. Man, every time I stand up here, I'm in over my head. Every time. You know? Many times when I was growing up, terrified to talk in front of people. But God will give you boldness. God will give you courage. God will give you opportunity. How are you using the opportunity that God's given you? Let's keep on going. I just want to make you all feel at home with some of the folks from the Bible. How about Esther? She saved her people. How about David and Goliath? I think he was a little over his head, right? Way over his head. But he wasn't alone. Got a few more. How about Joshua in the promised land? Peter, John, Paul, Ruth. How about most anybody we're talking about today in the Bible was in where? Over their head. Doesn't sound like a bad place now, does it? Because what it seems to me is when I'm in over my head, I'm close to God. And see, a lot of times I'm over my head because of my stupidity. Let's look at that. How about that? But God, doesn't. that doesn't scare God. That doesn't say, well, you know, that was really stupid, so you're on your own. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we deal with tough love. Sometimes we have to, to, to walk through a few things. But in those times, God doesn't waste anything. God's cultivating those things, and he's working in your heart. Now, I say this a lot, and I had not heard anybody tell me any different. Do you learn more through a bad time or through a good time? It's usually a bad time, isn't it? You know, and you can learn stuff through a good time. And we praise God for the good times as well. But I'm going to tell you what, when we're going through a bad time, boy, we, we're looking to the Lord. When everything else is stripped away, guess what? Your heart becomes more open to the things of the Lord. When we start looking around and say, man, Lord, I need that safe place. We need that peace. We were talking last week in the Bible study on Tuesday nights, a little plug for that, 7 to 815 right here if you guys want to come out. And we were talking about the peace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and how we're not, a, not alone. And how, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are things that God has implanted in your heart. And that we have the ability to walk out when we get out of the way. You know, just like that person I I thought about earlier that was on that business trip. And and she asked permission about to to give out this card before they did anything else. See, the fruit of the Spirit was working in that person's life because they, they wanted to make sure that they were representing the Lord well, but they wanted to represent the people that, you, that they were working for well. Now, as simple as that sounds, that's huge. I, I've talked to people a, a, a lot of times, and, and, you know, how many people, i got to be asked here. how many people are people watchers? Come on, raise them up here. I'm a people watcher too. There you go. Now, everybody that's not a people watcher, look over there, that's who's watching you. <laughs> But, I mean, you, and it do not mean like you're doing this. You're not looking down. You're just going, well, what's going on over there? You know? Sometimes these will be out eating. And I usually, I usually put my back to a way so I can look around everywhere unless I eat with, with Chris because he always hogs that seat first. Because he likes to look too. We're both people watching. I'm talking, he's going like this. We're like this. They go, what are y'all doing? We look like a bunch of chickens out Because we want to know what's going on, man. We want to see what's going on. I took Denise out a few weeks ago, and I got a good seat at the restaurant. My buddy fixed it up. He went, oh, man, Ronnie put us in a good spot. And I could see everything. And I'm walking in, and they had a wedding party coming in. I'm watching. And Denise is like, aren't you eating with me? I said, oh yes, I am. I was just, I'm, I'm eating with you. <laughs> and it wasn't that I had the best seat in the house, got my baby right there, but I got preoccupied. I said, well, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what's going on over there. See, a lot of times we start wondering about this and everything, and you're missing the best thing right in front of you. Sorry about that, baby. I love you. (laughs) So anyway, a little confession right there on the fly. (laughs) But, you know, we can get wrapped around that. But, you know, ultimately, with the Lord showing me this, if I'm watching him, he's watching everything else, I'm going to be all right. I just need to be looking to the Lord. How about you? Because that's our safe place. Let's keep on going. He's with us all the time. You know, in the midst of stuff, you know, when you look at this in that verse down here, uh, I think it's five. And it says, the Lord stands beside you. Man, I know a lot of guys that have been in the military. They said, don't volunteer for nothing. Right? What's the old thing? Hey, uh, I need somebody to volunteer. And everybody goes, whoop. And then one guy's going, hey, golly. I guess it's you. Yeah. (laughs) Moving right on back there. But, you know, it's crazy, man, the way things are. But he's with us. When everything else is stripped away, everybody else is gone and everything else, man, God's still with you. He said, but I don't see him. Do you need to see him? had a guy one time. I was witnessing to him a little bit. And we went around and around and around. And I don't don't get into big discussions and arguments about the Lord. I just tell you what I know, what he's done in my life. And I let the Lord work it out. And the guy was talking and he said, I said, so look, look, man. So we could get back on the job. Let me just ask you a question. So you're telling me Seeing is believing, that's right. Got the lip, you know, that's right. I said, okay. And I'm praying the whole time, and this is what the Lord says. He led me, ask him what color air is. Ooh. I said, well, okay, seeing is believing. What color is air? I said, you can't tell me what color it is? But you believe you're, you believe you're breathing it, don't you? You can feel it, don't you? Yeah? He said, well, you got me on that. I said, I'm not trying to get you on anything. I'm just telling you, things are not always the way they appear. I tell my kids this all the time. I said, things are not always the way they look. But most of the time, they are. But not all the time, amen? Not all the time. Each one of those things, when we look through stuff like that, we start looking around and we say, man, what is the deal here? You know, we just got to trust in the Lord and say, you know what? If God said it, I believe it, amen? Amen. You know, I, I mentioned this a couple times, and, and I've watched different uh, things on Billy Graham. I'm not raising him up higher than anybody else, but I think God used him in a mighty way, and I appreciate his ministry, amen? But I know this, and, and he was uh, under a lot of scrutiny early on in his ministry about different things, and he finally came down. I watched the interview, and I watched it uh, the other night, and it was talking about, he's finally coming, to and he says, Lord, I'm going to believe what you said. This is your word. It's God breathed. I'm trusting it. I'm going with it. And I'm going to tell you what, each one of us have to come to that point. That's what he said. That's what I'm going with. Amen. Have you got to that point? I didn't say I understand everything. That's where the faith comes in. Right? But I know what, what I do understand is God is good. I know that I can't make it on my own. I know that Jesus Christ came and laid his life down for us. I know that he poured out his blood, that he, he took away the sin of the world. He was nailed to a cross. He died. And on the third day, he rose. And that's what I believe. And that's what I'm always going to believe. And that's what I'm always going to preach. And if I fall over right here on the floor dead, step over me and say, you see, you can be gone real fast. Do you believe the same thing? Miles told me this a long time ago when we were going to do different things. He said, you know what? You might take your last breath here, but when you're a believer, you take your last breath here, but you take your first breath with yeah. the Lord. Can you imagine that day? Man. Woo. I think these new needs are something. Now I get that new body. Look out. You go. Phew, new, pass the money. I'm going up there. I'm going to be up there. Man, if I can just get close. Let me, let me get in there. You know. But You know what I think about is God's watching our life. God's watching how he wants to work in our life. Man, let me tell you what. I don't see everything, but I see enough to know that God's using you, and I appreciate all y'all do. I think you guys are amazing, man. But I know, you know why I think that? Because I know that you let God work through you. We wouldn't be doing what we do if it wasn't through the prayers and the giving and the doing that so many do. People, you know, let me tell you something. There's people that never have been in this building that helped get us this building. Because God tugged on their heart. It's amazing. You know, when you start looking back and seeing things, I, I, can't, I, 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 just, I just get, wow, Lord, you're pulling all the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, we only see this, man. Paul says, I just see a little bit. But one day I'm going to see it all. And we're going to have the best seat in the house. And Chris Brown's going to have to scoot over so I can see too. I'm going to be looking like that. We have a good time. Well, look at this. Hit you with one more thing here. Don't think that the Lord doesn't have his eye on your situation. As for somebody today. Don't think that the Lord doesn't have his eye on your situation. He hasn't left you. And it might not go down in the time frame and the way that we do and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. If you keep looking and you keep listening, you'll see, maybe on the other side. Sometimes it's hard to see in the middle of the storm, isn't it? You know, when I, when I sat with my dad, uh, they told my dad, uh, this has been years ago, he, he passed away in 2011. My dad went to the doctors and they said, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And my dad said, I want to go home. I'm done. I'm good. I'm and I said, Dad, what, what do you want to do? He said, man, I didn't think I was going to live this long, man. I'm good. I said, I know the Lord. It's all good. I said, man, I want to finish like that. I want to finish like that. You know? And so every minute I could be with my dad, I was with my dad. Every time I could go, I was missing work. I was doing stuff, trying to do stuff because I want to be there for my dad. I want to be there for my dad. And I felt like I was there. My sister was there. Many of y'all were there. I appreciate the prayers, all that stuff. And, and my dad took his last breath here. He took his first breath there. And I remember sitting there. I didn't even cry. And I just like, wow. He's not suffering no more. He's not suffering no more. And that's what clicked him. And, and, and see, God's watching over that. And he, and he was healing my heart in that moment. And I thought I, I'd spent all the extra time over there because I wanted to be with my dad. I did. But guess what? After that, I found out it was for me. God used that for me. And I thought, man, Lord, you're so amazing, you know. And, and I'm telling you, when you're going through some stuff now, that God can use that for you. It's not pretty. It's not fun. But I'm going to tell you what. When God, when it runs through the heart of God and the hands of God, he can use that in a mighty way. And I'm telling you what, God has his eye on your situation. Somebody say amen. I'm going to pick it up a little bit. Here's something else. I had something in here, too. I started reading through there, and, and, and I think I got it right here. When I was reading yesterday, I started underlining. Let's back up a little bit. I want to share that with you. I don't think I have all of them up there. I started looking in eight verses. The word of the Lord says, watch this, like five times. Five times when I went back through. I don't have them all up there, but you can trust me with it. I counted them yesterday. I don't think it changed because this word never changes, right? Mm-hmm. Five times. I said, five times in eight lines. I said, Lord, that brings me comfort. That brings me comfort to know that you're watching over me. See, you got to insert yourself into the story. we got to keep our eyes on the Lord and know that the Lord watches over us. But the Lord keeps you. This is what he says in verse 7. It says this. It says, the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Man, what do you think about when you hear that statement that the Lord keeps you? You know what I think about I think about security we have security in Christ no man can pluck you out of my father's hand when we have given our life to the Lord and I've probably said it three or four times putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross John 10 27 they're like 30 y'all can pull it up he says look no one can pluck you out of my father's hand let me tell you what God has a grip of grace on you walk in it what else do we see his love is constant. Man. How many people had boyfriends and girlfriends growing up? Everything else. Let me ask y'all this. Did y'all ever write that big note? Do you love me? Check yes or no. Did y'all do that? Yeah. And they write back sometimes on payday or whatever. <laughs> if you let me ride your bike. You know They start adding all these things and stuff in there. You're like, no, no, yes or no, yes or no. You love know, yes or no. It's a long walk back from the playground with a no. Everybody's going, ooh. And they know if it's a no or not just by your body posture. You hey. give them that little note. Fourth grade, baby. Fourth grade, I remember. And what I did, <laughs> I put a big box with the yes and a little box with the no. Guess what? She said, yes. Woo! Victory outside out around there. Woo! Woo! woo. I mean, for a week we were good. For <laughs> a whole week we was great. I almost got to hold her hand. But see, God's love is constant. See, that's, that's what it's hard for us to understand. God's love is constant. Man, aren't you glad that God doesn't change up? Look at this His love is eternal. Did we think about that? How often do we really think about the eternal? Here's a good verse you can write down. I'll share it with you. 2 Timothy 2.13. It says this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Woo! I wrote that down yesterday. I said, man, I got to read that again. If we are faithless, have you ever been faithless? A little wavered a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I'm just preaching to me. But he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. God is not a man that he can lie. God's going to tell you the straight deal even when it hurts. He's going to use his word to correct us, rebuke us, train us, love us, woo us back to him, and he's faithful. Look at this. He is a forever faithful. He's forever faithful to his word. Aren't you glad that it doesn't change well, let me read it again and see if it changes. Let me see if it's changed. No, God's for you. God loves you. God died for you. And here we are today, still sharing that message. And it's the only message. So let me ask you this, friends. Where does your hope come from? Think about it. i, I, I was thinking the other day. I have put my hope in my abilities. I've put my hope in, in what little bit I know. I've, I've put my hope in my possessions. I've put my hope in, in my little bank account. I've put my hope in all these different things. I've put my hope, you ready for this, in other people. And I've been let down. People have put their hope in me, and they've been let down. But I have never been let down by the Lord. Amen. It might not go the way I want at the time I want, but I'm going to tell you what, I've been walking with him long enough to know if it's his way, it's the best way, even if I don't understand. Lord, help me to understand. What did they say? Help my unbelief"? Lord, help me. Because, see, I don't see, the, I see the, just like a movie, right? I see like, the. you remember know when we had those little things that go clicky and they had the little thing on it? What do you call those? Who could tell me that? What is it? Definder. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Viewfinder. (laughs) I'm just telling you, I need all the help I can get. A viewfinder. Isn't that something? That old viewfinder. See, that's what we get, viewfinder. God's got the whole high definition of your life, so to speak. We're just seeing here, seeing a little clip, seeing here. And then we're looking backwards, and we're not seeing where we're going. God sees the whole picture, and he says, you're worth it. I love you i got constant love for you. I've got an eternal plan for you. Hey, I'm always faithful to my word, and he'll be faithful to us. Somebody say amen. So we look at this right here. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. See, there's people that will look to the heavens and the earth and the trees and the bushes and all that. I look to the one that created all that. He's superior. He's, he's the one. He's the one that's got full authority. So when we roll back to this, guys, let me tell you. I love that little picture. And over my head, most definitely. But I'm going to tell you today, if you feel like you're over your head, you've got friends and family that will come alongside here. If you feel like you're over your head, you've got people that will pray with you and for you. If you feel like you're over your head, you know what? We'll pull up scriptures and we'll stand on them as we go through the journey. If you feel like you're over your head, you know what? Realize that the joy comes in the morning. So, friends, I want to encourage you. If you feel like you're over your head, you're not alone. You're not the only one that's ever been in over their head. And as we see through the Bible, God used men and women mightily when they were over their head when we looked to Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that... Uh, Today, I'm in over my head. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. But Lord, it is always best. And so, Father, for those that, that, that feel the same way, maybe their situation, maybe there's stuff in their family, maybe there's stuff at their job, maybe there's stuff in, uh, with with test results and things like that. Whatever it is, Lord, I ask you to touch your hearts right now and draw them close to you. Lord, there's people that may listen to this later, and maybe friends are sitting here today, and they said, You know, I'm in over my head in sin. Well, friend, let me tell you, we all are. But that's why Jesus Christ came to pay our sin debt in full. Without Him, there's only one other place there's hell. You don't have to go. God did not create that for you. He created heaven for you. And he made a way to get there. And thank you, Jesus, that there's only one way. And the Bible tells us when we call on the name of Jesus, I'm not talking about spitting out words, mumbling. I'm talking about when our faith takes hold to the gospel message that Jesus Christ, God in flesh, came to this world. And he laid his life down. He spilled his blood out for us and purchased us out of our sin debt. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was bruised. He was hung on a cross. And he died. And on the third day, he rose, and he sits on the right-hand side of God, interceding for you and me. Not only did he take care of your past sins, he took care of all sins. That doesn't mean we'll never sin again. And that doesn't mean we live any way that we want to. But we come boldly by asking you, Lord, to come into our life. If that's you today, if you've never done that, make this prayer yours by faith. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, I, I thank you for laying your life down and raising it on the third day for me. Lord, I'm turning from my sin, and I'm trusting in you. Lord, save me, come into my life. And the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And he tells us that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So friends, take that message. The life-saving, the life-changing, destination-changing message today. And claim it and share it. And all God's people said, amen. If you got any questions about what you heard today, drop us a line. We love you. Share the message. I hope you guys were blessed. Amen.